0: Welcome back to another episode of the Tide Talk Podcast. I got my buddy Jake Thomas and Danny Howe joining me tonight on the podcast. How y'all doing, fellas?
1: Uh, We're doing good, man. Good to have you again, Danny.
2: Thanks, guys. Pleasure to be here.
1: Well, uh,
0: obviously, last week's game didn't turn out like we we hoped for. But, uh, you know, the the season's still alive as far as, you know, a, a you know, a hope to make the playoff. Uh, so, I don't know how y'all feel about it, but, uh, you know, just kind of, Jake, if you want to start out, kind of just your synopsis of, of the LSU game and how you feel about the team and, uh, you know, kind of going forward, what you expect.
1: Well, I mean, I, I first wanted to applaud uh, Tua. I mean, he – Played his heart out in this game. Uh, he had some rough patches. Uh, he made a couple mistakes, but but uh, in the second half, it, you know he he turned on. He only went like twenty one to forty, but he had four touchdown passes, that one long interception, um, and then of course the uh, I don't know is phantom mm-hmm. I don't know what happened, but uh, that that really I feel like that that fumble really changed the complexion of the game early. Um, another thing, uh, offensively, I wish uh, we would have done more in the first half was run the ball. We saw what Naji did in the second half; he ran all over them boys. And uh, Naji's really come alive here the past couple of weeks, maybe last three or four weeks. And uh, and 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 we we talked about this, Stacy um, and Danny. You, if you go back and listen to some other uh, podcast we we said as soon as Cornbread got back in, we felt like the running game would start come along and it has and um, and it seems like we're gelling out. The The only blemish on the offensive line was Dickerson's off the wall hit. I don't know why he did that after the play that cost us another I think that was that a touchdown at, at the end of the half there that cost us uh, yeah. that was to, uh, to his pick as well. Um, defensively, I mean you know whenever we got down late and I think it was down two scores. We got the ball back with like a minute 30, minute 20, something like that. We threw the 85-yard touchdown pass. I was like, all right, defense. I was just thinking, I said, Pete Golden, I've been I've been riding you all year. Everybody knows that. I said, This is your chance to get in your guys' face and get get them pumped up and said, You got to have one stop here. We're in this game, just give me one stop. We still had two timeouts, uh Waddle has already had already returned one in the game. Said you give him a chance to run one back, we're you know we win the game. I said you got to get him. You got to get your guys ready on defense. The very first play uh, in that drive, LSU runs right up our gut, right up the middle, and we give up twelve yards. Game over. I mean, I, I just I, I got the great You know, I just I just couldn't believe that. You know, it just seems like we come out. You know, you had a feeling that okay, we get one stop, you know, we, we're back in it. And we just could not never get that one stop we needed, it seemed like. Yeah, I mean you you're right about that.
0: Uh Danny, kind of kinda what's your, your 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 thoughts about, you know, kind of what happened Saturday and moving forward.
2: Well, uh, uh we got out coached. Our offensive coordinator had a horrible first quarter and about seven or eight minutes into the second quarter, probably four series, five series. Um, yeah, we got off to a really fast start, and the fumble kind of you know stopped. But it seemed like after that, like Jake said, he went directly away from the run. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, the second play of the game was Najee had like 20, a 20 or a 22-yard carry or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, we get down there and, and into striking distance, you know, and the fumble happened, but it seemed like we we're just – we always abandon that
1: mm-hmm.
2: that run um, in times when I think we could, you know, use that to our advantage. Um, Jake was right. Uh, Pete Golding is, is – I don't know. The, the defense to me looks, looks lost. Just like they did last year, um, you know, you got guys running around trying to figure out who they're supposed to guard, and then you got Marquel Benton. I guess he's a hybrid linebacker, uh, and then McKinney and Shy Carter, all three trying to guard the run, or you know, cover the running back out of the, out of the backfield, and two wide receivers run down the middle of the seam, right mm-hmm. in the middle of the field, wide open.
1: Miscommunication.
2: Yeah, that. And, it's not miscommunication.
0: And, it's zero communication.
2: That's and, true. And and confusion. Yeah, it's confused. I, I I sometimes think these guys could have, you know, uh, a, a whiteboard right in front of them. Somebody write down. You got thirty two, or you got twenty two, <laughs> and three guys think they hear that, and they all run to them. That's just what it looked like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I don't. Um. I think Najee you know, had had uh, a legitimate breakout game. Uh, kudos to the, to the offensive line. Um, I said, and I think it was week two, maybe week three, Landon Dickerson had one of those cheap shots just like he did the other day. And I just said that I don't, I don't like the guy. I, th- I think he's, he's, you know, he plays hard and, and whatever, but those cheap shots don't bode well with me. Um, I, I just, you know, I despise it when other people do it to us. So in fairness, I have to despise it when our players do the same thing. And that was a terrible spot right after the interception. He does that instead of at the 30 yard line. Now they're at the 15 yard line and bam, you know, the next play. I, I, I just, I don't know. It it seems like, I don't want to say coach Saban has lost control. I I think there's some, there's, there's some underlying something. I don't know if it, you know, this stems from some of the players, you know, even on this team still have a, uh, an affinity toward Jalen hurts. I don't, I don't know what it is. I hope that's not what it is. I hope it's just, you know, some youth issues and some, uh, you know, trust issues. I don't. I don't know. It just. It, it's. This is a weird season for me.
1: It's. It's you know, very strange. We, we,
2: you, we don't have the one person like a Ruben Foster, or a Rolando McClain, or a Dante Hightower who can go over and grab a dude by the face mask and say, "Get your head out of your rump, check your assignment, and play football." We just don't yep. have that, and I, yep. I'm not so sure. That we have that even with Dylan Moses, I'm not sure that he was he would have been that type of leader. I think he would have probably been a much better communicator. Uh, but I don't know. It's it's just <clears throat> something's off. Something's off, and I don't I can't put my finger on it. Obviously, you know I'm not in Alabama on the staff. It seems like Nick Saban can't put his finger on it. So I don't know. I don't know. It's just just odd.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't ever remember a season like this under Saban. Maybe 2010, but that that didn't feel like this. And maybe that's just because it's been so long ago that you know, you kind of forget those type of feelings, but uh in in what you're saying, Danny, about the vocal leader, that you know, somebody on Twitter just asked us, you know, who are, who are the team leaders this season in terms of vocal, take charge, get your mind right, top. So, I mean, is and he asked, "Is that the, is that shortcomings in addition to our youth and inex, inexperience, injuries, you know, et cetera?" And I think that's that's it, especially on the defensive side of the ball. That the, there's there's not that leader like you mentioned, you know, Rolando R- 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 McLean or Ruben Foster, that you know that just that just takes over the defense and and you know is a you know a general for lack of a better term on that side of the ball and you know make sure everybody's doing their job and if they're
2: not, they're held accountable and.
0: Uh, I think that's probably what's missing on the defense right now. So that's, the, that's a,
2: 85 or 90 guys on that team. I don't know who the leader is on it, any, on either side of the ball. So
0: yeah, I agree with one?
2: you. Nowhere because you look at a couple of games ago when, when Judy and Tua got into that little s- scrum, right. About the uh Tua's saying, you know, stop or keep going. And Judy's like, they just got into a little argument Two has said something and then he walked away and pouted. Yeah.
0: That's
2: not a, that's not a leader. If you're going to, if you're going to say something to him on the field, you know, from 20 yards away, if you're the leader and you're supposed to be the guy then on the sideline, you need to to be man enough to stand there and say what you had to say. And then listen to what that other person has to say and figure out how to fix it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's there there is a. It's obvious that the the team is lacking leadership, you know, from from the players and 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 like it's the most undisciplined team I remember under Nick Saban. It's just uh it's it's a bunch of different things, and it's not just Pete Golden on the defensive side of the ball either. I mean, there's I think there's probably going to be changes, you know, in position coaches. Uh, it would not surprise me if. if if there's more than just Pete Golden, that's that's kind of turned in another direction when it when it gets to the end of the season.
1: Um, you know, um, I've seen a lot of people talking about it this past week, but um, I wonder uh, how much money we can throw at Bo Davis to get him back. I don't know. I mean, uh, a, who knows if he's even interested or what?
0: I mean, uh, that's I would like obviously the defensive line. Could could really use somebody like Bo Davis, and because that's I know that the guys are young, other than Raekwon on the defensive line, but it just there's no I, I don't know there's no I, I don't even know how to explain it that they, they have no fire. I mean, I, I I don't know how to even put it into words, especially well, on the defensive
1: line. And you know we we was talking about we. um that your, your leaders who's the vocal leader who who you know you always hear you want your senior leaders to step up and and digs and raycon davis on that defensive line or defense has not done that this year i mean uh danny you made the comment that that uh Klein ought to be on a milk garden a missing milk garden you know because he has not showed up at all this year uh, i mean
2: uh JB, you know, the, the guy who has the Sports Talking with yeah, JB yeah. podcast, he, yeah. he, he said, you know, give these guys grades. So I went through, uh, I think it was eight of the defensive backs and, and gave them grades, right? I gave them an individual grade, and then I gave them a, 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 uh, a grade for all of them together. And I graded uh, Trayvon Diggs as a D-. minus. He doesn't hit. He's very average in coverage. Um, His tackling is like there is no tackling. He's always trying to rip the ball instead of wrapping and then trying to get somebody, you know, let somebody else take a shot at ripping. But you have to tackle the guy first, especially at the six yard line, not, you know, try to rip the ball and then fall down. He should have just acted like he was hurt, walked off the field. I mean, seriously, I, I don't, I don't, I, I don't understand. Not only the lack of discipline when it comes to silly penalties, and you know, Raekwon running on the field, and we get an interception, and it gets thrown, you know, it, it gets called back because we got yep. twelve men on the field. That's yep. to me, that's that's coaching. That type of stuff. Who, who sent him on the field? Yeah. Yeah, he don't. You know, he ain't gonna
0: run out there by his, on, on his own accord, right? right.
2: So, uh, in those instances, uh, that's one hundred percent on coaching, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I know they. I know they go through tackling drills. I know they go through, you know, all this stuff, and they go out there, and it's like they forget, or they just, yeah. they have their own agenda or something. I don't know what it is. But yeah. I, I'll tell you. We've had we have one player. That is shooting up draft boards, and just about every other player on our team is going down. Now, Pat Certain, he's probably holding steady, but he's only a sophomore, so he's not on anybody's draft board. But Diggs is going down, and and there, JB also made a comment that he's a converted wide receiver and he missed a year. That's right. Yeah, but he's still been in the program. He still knows yeah. what the expectation is. This is the thing that got me the most out of the last couple of days. Nick Saban said, "I think we have players on our team who still don't understand what the Bama factor is.
0: They don't. They don't. That's telling. Yeah, that's, that's
2: right. Telling.
0: Yeah, and I think you can. I, I didn't get to hear all of of, the, of Nick Saban tonight on this on his show on Hey Coach, but but you can just tell by the tone of his voice, the 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 words that he uses that he's he's, I mean." For lack of a better term, he's unsure about the team's mental makeup.
2: Yeah, he said he said it's the team before the LSU game was acting like they never had. Their demeanor was off. It, it, it almost seemed like they were a little intimidated to go out yeah. there. And I I, th- I think you know after I think that might have been the case, but after the first couple of plays, you know we had a we hit a good pass, we hit a good run. Putting together a drive, and then the fumble happened. And I yeah. think that's, that's when the intimidation factor kind of hit them. They got punched in the mouth because that because after that drive, I mean, they basically went down the field like a hot knife through butter. And we didn't have an answer. Right. We didn't have an answer, you know, for a little bit. And, I don't know, we just put ourselves you know, behind the eight ball and, and couldn't catch up.
0: Yeah, couldn't couldn't catch up, and I, and I'm I'm gonna say this about about the defense. Uh, you know, it could be worse. I mean I mean seriously, Dave Aranda is one of the most acknowledged defensive coordinators in all of football, and their defense isn't any, any better than ours. I mean they're paying him two and a half million dollars a year, right? So yeah, I I, I think. Obviously, uh, the defense needs, needs some changes made, but it's also not as bad as we, we make it out to be. I mean, obviously, they have plays where the communication is not there, and, and you know, they have them. But I'm talking about on a consistent basis They they're not as bad as what, you know, what, what we have in our minds if you look at today's football. And, you know, me and Danny, you know, we kind of talked about that la- the last time Danny was on here, that in this day and age, you know, defense is not going to rule. It's, it's just – it's not the case anymore. And uh, so it, it could be worse. We could be paying the guy $2.5 million a year and still have the same type of defense we have right
2: now. I, I think the, the two areas that we could improve on is discipline and tackling. If If those two areas improve over the next three weeks, then we have a chance to beat either of those other three teams that are in the top – the undefeated teams that are in the top four right now.
1: Right,
0: yeah.
2: I think, I, I think we, you know, if, if for some – by some, you know, miracle, uh, Penn State beats Ohio State and then, um, you know, they, somehow, you know, the Big Ten gets left out again or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like what happened to Ohio State. Um, I don't think Georgia poses a threat. Their, their defense isn't near as good as it was. They, have, they still have no passing game. Nope. And South Carolina did exactly what I said five weeks ago or six weeks ago when I was on. They shut down DeAndre Swift, and that was the end of the ball game. Yep. I mean, I don't, I don't know what his stats were. He may have had, you know, 90 to 110 yards rushing or something like that. But still, they contained him enough. Yeah,
0: don't, don't let him break away.
2: Correct. Don't let yeah. him break away. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I, 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 think, I think tackling is a, is a huge issue. Um, the only person that I've – well, there's two. Christian Harris, once he gets his hands on people, they don't get away. And then – but he's not been on the field. They've been playing Markelle Benton. I, yeah. I don't get that
0: either. I, I don't well, get that. Uh,
2: because he's he struggles in um, the uh, pass coverage aspect of playing middle linebacker. Um, and it, Shane Lee it really isn't any better in coverage. But, I mean, he's the guy that's calling everything. Right. So, I don't know. I, it just... Even even McKinney, you know he he made some really good open field tackles, but he also missed a bunch. So did Shaheen Carter. I mean, uh, that's something I'll, that that's I'll, something that we can clean up. I'll be honest with you. I don't. I mean, I know Diggs has been
0: disappointing, but I don't know that that Shaheen Carter has probably been the most disappointing to me this this year. Uh, I I don't. He's lost. I mean he he's he is just lost out there. Yeah. And that's surprising. He, he, he always seemed like, you know, maybe not the most talented guy, but the guy that was going to be in, at the, in the right spot, you know?
2: Right. And even in the, in the uh, SEC media days, Saban said that, that Shaeen yeah. Carter is not the greatest athlete on our team, but he's probably the, most, the smartest and would probably end up being the best coach out of all of them. But I don't see that now. I mean, I'm just I'm, – I'm puzzled. I'm puzzled by a lot of things, but that's this defense is, you know, I, I think a lot of my stuff three or four weeks ago was wishful thinking that, you know, we could come out of it and and you know play a little bit better defense. But man, it's just it's it's a hard thing to watch, and and I I don't I don't even get upset anymore, and that kind of bothers me as well. Um, uh, it's almost expected that you know we're going to give up chunk plays, give up points, and I don't like that feeling. I don't either.
0: I don't either. Uh, By the way, something's happening right now. It looks like uh, maybe there's going to be either one or multiple players suspended for this game for not attending class.
2: One player is what Saban said uh, earlier today. Okay. It may end up being more, but what I read was one
1: okay did they say who that player was it, there's it, no he, there's no name he,
2: didn't, he did not say it in the in the press conference or hey, coach or whatever it was mm. yeah, I, I watched both of them
1: interesting okay. I see I I didn't,
0: I I didn't I get to watch Walt all Gary. of it, so do it now.
2: I miss Walt Gary.
0: oh yeah, I know <laughs> yeah maybe maybe that's what it is
2: I don't know, man
0: we're all searching for answers i even Sabin's searching for answers that's 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 when you know you've got some some issues with the mental makeup of your team when when the head coach is uncertain you know of, of what kind of team he has psychologically yeah and man. you know saving Saban's all all about this he always says that the psychological disposition of, of, of your team and you know, how the players need to be self-motivated. I mean, he he can't make some – I mean, he can fire you up for a minute, but he can't make you motivated 24-7, 365.
2: Right. But you know what? I don't think that's what he expects. I think he expects when they walk onto that field, whether it's practice field, walk into the weight room, or walk into a meeting or whatever, give your undivided attention, learn, and and whatever, and then go be a student. Go be a kid. Go be – you know, whatever. But I I think the the problem is he's not getting that focus, that 100% effort and practices and film study. And, you know, maybe they need to do to some of these players what the Raiders did to Jamarcus Russell and give him a blank tape and say, hey, check this tape out, blah, 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 and ask him questions about it. And he has no clue because the tape was (laughs) – the tape was had nothing on
0: it. Right. (laughs) <laughs> i'm with you anything uh, uh drew de saying that they're not going to say anything until uh, we won't find out anything until game day on on the player suspension so yeah i guess we'll just have to wait uh but anyways uh i i don't see any need of me kind of going off on myself because I, I feel like we discussed last week and kind of the the shape of the team long enough uh what are y'all feeling about the
1: uh, Mississippi State game? Um, you know, I I expect us to run, throw all over them, as always. Um, I believe the – you know, I believe the defensive will – I don't know if you can – I mean, they'll, they'll be – they ain't going to give up, what was it, 46 points to, to them, you know. Um, but, um, I mean, they may give up a couple plays, but – I mean, I really think, um, even if two don't play, um, I, I ain't got no problem with, uh, with resting him and letting him, uh, heal, you know, cause, you know, if we ain't talked about it yet, but the standings, you know, we, we are five right now. And as it stands now, we won't have to play in the championship game. Uh, let him heal extra week. You might even heal him against, uh, set him out against West Carolina, play him against Auburn, but, um, but as it stands now, if something's going to happen in the top four, because I mean LSU and Georgia got to play each other, so they're going to get knocked out. Uh, Alabama is right setting right or setting pretty. So I feel like we need to uh, at least as close to hundred percent as we can get. And and I don't see Mississippi State, West Carolina give us any fits. Uh, Auburn's a different story because it's at Auburn, and you know they got a really good defense. So um, we probably need to play them there, but. But these next two weeks, I wouldn't mind him just sitting out, but if he wants to play, let him play. I mean, I understand that too well i, I
2: he's got to be medically cleared though right and if you know if there was some trauma to that leg you know for whatever reason I, I don't think he ever really got hit on the leg. I think he got it you know bumped several times when he got when he got dumped on the turf and he got it rattled a couple of times, but i don't I don't think it was uh you know anything significant. Um, I wish these weeks were flipped around where he could rest against Western Carolina and then maybe come in or start the game just, just for rustiness sake. Right. Yeah. But we know we don't have that. We don't have the luxury of having a bye week or something like that to throw in, but uh, it wouldn't hurt my feelings to see him not play either of these weeks and then just start taking First team reps for timing starting on Tuesday of uh, Auburn week, but I'm uh, I, I think you know I think I think we win the game against the City State. Uh, this is like my worst week ever because if I ever hear another cowbell, it'll be too soon.
1: Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> I, I,
2: I, um, it's just irritating, you know that and the the silly. Rooster Crow at South Carolina. Just I don't I don't know where people come up with these things, but um I, I think we win the game. I want to come out healthy, obviously. Um, i I'll, I'll tell you what I'd like to see. I'd like to see Ollie Cahill get a shot. And yeah. I'd like to see maybe Shane Lee after this season move to defensive end. Because we're I mean, we're losing Jennings and we're losing Lewis. Yep. What, uh, why not try? Right? I mean, I know he's not as tall as the, either of those other two, but who says that you can't be six one or six two and and be a defensive end?
0: Yeah. Well, right. I mean, I'm I, I'm pretty sure Jennings ain't but like six two, right? Jen, yeah. Jennings, Jennings don't have much height on him, but uh, you know, you, you're yeah, I'm, I'm not sure Shane Lee, uh, at at the weight that he is, I don't know what they list him at, but it's probably not right. <laughs> I, I, he's not. He's not fast enough to play linebacker in the SEC. No. N- not not in today's college football.
2: Not middle linebacker.
0: No. No. He can. No. He can play on, the, can play outside, on the edge that, and yeah.
2: That little burst that he needs to get to a quarterback, I think it'd be a, a nightmare on the backside. You know, against a right-handed quarterback. Yeah.
0: Yeah. He, uh if, if you watch, he does a re- when they do blitz him, he does a really good job at blitzing. So. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. that's that's something to, to maybe keep an eye on this offseason. But I I'm with you on Cahoe. I really want to see him in, you know, in you know, significant minutes in this in this game. And I know he hurt his hand. I don't know if he's still having to wear that cast or not. Uh I don't remember did he wear the cast against LSU? I know I know they said they were gonna have to put one on, but I didn't notice
2: uh, uh, yeah, I think it was like a club looking thing.
0: Yeah. Okay. But so I don't know if that's Gonna keep him from, you know, maybe playing more, uh, uh, you know, linebacker. Because I'm sure it's kind of hard to tackle that thing on your hand. But uh, for sure. But we we'll see. Uh, I, the biggest thing that I want to see is if if this team has any. Uh, I, I don't I don't want to say fight in them because I think I think they they showed some fight in the second half against LSU. But I mean, do they have? Do they have an edge to them this week? I mean, do they, are they pissed off because they lost at home? Are they pissed off? Is the defense pissed off because they gave up 46? Uh, do, is the defensive line going to fire off the ball and, and, you know, make some plays, make some things happen? Is the secondary going to stay at home and, and play uh, disciplined football? I, I just, I just want to see that this team, especially on the defensive side of the ball, play with a little bit of an edge, play with some attitude. And uh, you know, I, I I I'm with you. I don't like the way Len Dickerson, you know, uh, you know, hit 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 that guy late. It was totally unnecessary. But at least he plays with some fire in him. And I I don't yeah. I don't want him to hit nobody late. But at least he has a little bit of fire in him.
2: Yeah, I don't I don't have a problem with him playing, you know, with some intensity and. You know, well, I getting,
0: would love that to be one of the defensive game. line.
2: Raekwon Davis needs to show up. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't have a problem with him getting under somebody's skin or anything like that. Just don't be dirty.
0: Yeah, don't I'm be dirty. dirty. I'm with you. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely you're right. right. But, but I mean, to play defensive line in the SEC, you're gonna have to play with some edge, and you're gonna have to, you're gonna have to get after it. Nobody's gonna just move out of the way for you. I, so I, that's that's what I'm looking forward to. I think, regardless of who plays quarterbacks the next, the quarterback the next two weeks, uh, we'll be able to put out about as many points as we want to. Yeah. Uh, Mississippi State's got suspensions and injuries, so uh their defense is is kinda suffering. Uh you know, they're they're playing that freshman quarterback, I believe, still. Uh, what's his name? Garrett Schro- Schrader. Uh, yeah. he he's a big physical guy. I mean, he's like six four, two twenty five. Uh he's much like Nick Fitzgerald, you know, they're they're probably gonna try to run him a good bit. He's he's got five hundred and four yards rushing on the season. Uh and he's he's quick enough to bust one if if you don't contain. So, uh, and obviously, Kylin Hill, I believe he's the the leading rusher in the SEC, or or he was last week. I don't know if he still is or not, but he's he's right up there. Uh, he's over a thousand yards. So, but their passing game struggles. So, uh, uh, it it should be a much better game defensively for us, but. Regardless of what the numbers look like at the end of the game, I want to see a different attitude from the defense. That, that's what I'm looking for most in this game.
2: Yeah, let's let's take one over and yeah, you know, try to try uh, again. There's there's I don't think there's going to be a, a such thing as a dominant defense. There's not going to be you know 14 to three games anymore. But let's let's try to let's try to dominate the line of scrimmage. Let's try to yeah. dominate. You know, uh, the the guys out on the islands. Let's 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 dominate the guy across from us, and then you know let the chips fall where they may. But I'm with you. I, I want to see some, some fire. I want to see some you know a little bit of attitude without the extracurricular stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. From whistle to whistle, let's let's play. When the whistle blows, let's stop, regroup, and when the ball is snapped, let's let's get after it.
0: Yeah, that's. I mean, that's that's really all we ask for. We know the defense is young. We know they got guys that are. You know, I, I think they played six true freshmen on defense last week. So I mean, the growing pains are going to be there. But well, that they, doesn't they, mean that doesn't played, mean you uh, can't play with an edge. They, mm-hmm.
2: they played. They played seven true freshmen. Is what I okay.
0: Read yeah, that might have been what it was. Yeah. It was a bunch either way. Yeah. <laughs> so, but but that shouldn't affect. The attitude that you play with, or the edge that you have, or the intensity that you have. Uh, so uh, that, that's what I want to see, and I, I, I want this game to be over with half of the second quarter because the offense has has ran down their throat and the defense has has stepped on it. Yeah, yeah. That that's what I want to see. So, I, I, maybe we will. Maybe uh, maybe the defense can get things turned around. But like Danny said. Uh, I don't know if he said it during the podcast or before we, we started recording, but, you know, the the season still lies ahead of us. And, you know, if, if things can change over the next couple of weeks, we, we can play with any of the of the teams ranked ahead of us right now in the college football playoffs. So uh, I, I think if, if LSU, Clemson, and Ohio State all went out, I I believe that Alabama would be that fourth team in uh, if they take care of business and – uh you know but i think they they probably need to to handle Auburn pretty easily it doesn't need to be one of these games that's down to the wire so uh it's just it's a long way to go still and and a lot of things are going to happen so you know i think you know Penn State and Ohio State play next weekend uh you know Minnesota's still there and undefeated i think Baylor and Oklahoma play this week right they do so uh, I, either either way, one of those. I think I think I don't think either one of the teams are going to get it anyway. But if Oklahoma wins, then Baylor's for sure not, and Oklahoma's still still way down the line. So I I still feel pretty confident that Alabama can, can back their way into the to the playoff. And I think once you get there, it's a whole new season, a whole new chance to you know to to create an identity and to uh you know make your mark. And so Here's to hoping they finish, you know, like Saban said you know, on "Hey Coach," is just finish the season the right way,
2: right? Yeah. The nightmare scenario is if um, uh, Georgia beats Auburn and then Georgia beats LSU in the SEC championship game, no. Alabama's not getting in.
0: No. Yep. Um,
2: if if oh, if if somehow Oklahoma runs the table and they beat the breaks off of Baylor twice and I'm not saying that it's it's a foregone conclusion that they'll jump us, but that's a possibility. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they lost to an unranked opponent, but it was on the road. I don't understand the Georgia thing. You know, it's a common opponent. Georgia lost at home to an unranked opponent. Alabama lost to the number, basically one or two, whichever poll you look at, uh, by five points. and. Georgia jumped us. Yeah. I and,
0: hey, real. I know we've we've been we've been babbling for a little while now, but I want to make a point. There, there was a lot of people that acted like LSU just completely dominated that game Saturday.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I don't.
0: I. What game were they watching?
1: I, they weren't watching the Alabama LSU game. I mean, like definitely not the second half. Definitely yeah.
0: not the second half. I mean, really, there was there was a handful of plays that if, if they had went the other way, Alabama wins the game easily. So, I I mean, it's just in, the, I, I don't know that that guy was, I think Russ Mitchell talking about how, you know, Alabama didn't belong in the field with LSU and all that yeah. kind of crap.
2: What a yeah. joke. I saw that a bunch from uh, several LSU fans. Uh But yeah, uh, you know, fans are fans, but, you, you, you call yourself in the media and and you know an insider or whatever and you, 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 that that was just a trash take yeah and there's no yeah, you, I, I
0: expect him. that kind of things from the fan like you said yeah. but somebody that's supposed to be i mean I mean he's he's a pretty popular guy i mean I, somebody that uh, i don't know i don't get that but Cecil heard
2: something on the, on the game today with Ryan Fowler that if if Alabama is going to play like they did in the first quarter, quarter and a half in the college football playoff, like they did against LSU. Don't, don't, don't put us in. Right. But if we're going to play like we did in the second half and compete and you know handle our business, then I, 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 like I said earlier, I think we can play with any of those other three teams.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you know, there's there's not a team out there that's flawless,
1: so no.
0: so like Saban said, finish the season right. If you get in, you get in, but you know, you gotta let the chips fall where they may. So, but right now, it's about finishing, yep. and that starts with with Mississippi State on Saturday. So, that that's Here, what we're looking forward to.
1: Here's here's the thing about I want the the playoff committee to to answer, and, and they cannot do because they do this every year. Do you want this does conference champions really matter, or do you want the four best teams? Because if you need if you want the four best teams, there's no doubt in my mind that Alabama is one of the four best teams out there. That narrative I'm,
2: changes every week.
1: It is different. It's different that every is. week. Yeah, it is. Do you want the four best teams or do you want or does conference champions actually matter? I mean, they they need to make a decision. And um but but if they go with the four best teams, at the end of the year, whenever the final rankings come out, Alabama will be uh, one of the four best teams in if they go with so that narrative. If conference
2: championships matter, right,
1: mm-hmm. Right.
2: Uh, the playoff has to expand to six teams right. because you have five power five conferences. That's if a conference good championships matter, then the conference yep. champion from each of the five power five should get in and then one at-large team. Yep. If they don't matter, then stay at four and take the four best teams.
0: Right. Regardless of conference affiliation.
2: <laughs> yeah. or, or whether it's a conference championship. Correct. Right. I mean, the Pac-12, the Pac-39, whatever you want to call them, they're always going to be on the outside looking in.
0: Yeah. Because
2: everybody knows that of the five, they're the red-headed stepchild. And not mm-hmm, because yeah. the ACC is great, because honestly, outside of Clemson, the ACC should be a uh, a next five, if you yeah. want my, know my honest opinion, unless, like I said earlier today on Twitter, somebody said something like, you know, they ought to, you know, take them out of the par five. Well, just add UCF to the ACC and all as well. But, yeah, yeah,
0: the, but know, yeah, you know, they Clemson really has nobody to compete against in their conference right now. No,
2: yeah. and the I, old, you know, the the little old Clemson Roy Bus. All shucks, Dabo needs to keep Alabama out of his mouth.
0: Yeah. Yep, I'm with you 100%. Me too. Dabo drives me crazy.
2: Every – you know, I always thought, boy, I, I, I sure can't wait for Dabo to come home. And this was before last season when they beat us. Yep, yep. I can't mm-hmm. wait. You know, and then the more he opens his mouth, the less I like him.
0: It's same know, here.
2: Fans need to understand is – Clemson University has been relevant 3 times in their in their entire history in college football. And all yeah. 3 times it's been at, because of Alabama roots. So they need yeah. to impact their pie hole and and you know learn learn their place as well.
0: Hey, speaking of uh uh you know, we brought up Russ Mitchell and his idiotic take. What Heather Denich, how does she have oh, a job that she, she has? I, <laughs> she is crazy. <laughs>
2: I'm not gonna comment because I'm not gonna get myself <laughs> in trouble. That's a I good mean,
0: one. Yeah. Yes. yeah. I don't even I, I don't even know where to begin on her, so I'm just gonna leave it at that. I, I, I,
1: I put her in the same in the same column as Tim Brando and yeah, Colin Dan Conner. Conner. Yeah. and Danny <laughs> Connell. That's right. All <laughs> Alabama haters. Oh yeah, the, the
0: Bama hate is is at an all-time high with those people. They and, hate Alabama so bad. They can't even see five inches in front of their face.
1: And and what's funny, guys, is uh, on Twitter this week, uh, after the rankings come out, I saw a guy who is prominently known for his basketball commentary, but he was like, why is Alabama not in the top four? And that Jay was – Jay Billis, yeah, yeah. I'm like, okay, this guy gets it, you know. All these other guys because he,
0: he, he knows it's about the four best teams, or that's what it's supposed to be about. Hey fellas, <laughs> go
2: watch go watch outkick the coverage, the podcast. Clay yeah. Travis went off today.
0: Oh, did he? I had I hadn't I watched didn't. it yet. I hadn't either. I have uh-huh. to watch it. Me it's too.
2: little time at time work for me, so you can tell.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh me. Uh hey, before before we go, uh do want to touch on you know Nate Oates got his first victory as the album basketball coach so uh, yep. that's awesome they play they play tomorrow night at Rhode Island so that's that's a pretty big road game for for the basketball oh, teams oats. yep and oh ball and oats
1: yep don't want to look ahead but i think not this coming up Wednesday but the next is the big game against UNC for him so um you know that's one i'm i'm really excited about
0: hey did y'all did y'all see you know, f- first of all, the NCAA is a freaking joke for not clearing
1: yeah. Quinterly. Far, that,
0: that, is, that is just a com- – uh,
2: Dick, like, uh, Dick Vitale they, tweeted today about that. Yeah. Oh, did he? I didn't see
0: it.
1: They've had like 900 people with waivers and only like <laughs> everyone has gotten a waiver besides JQ, it seems like. <laughs> well, what, is, is,
2: what did is Vitale that- say? He just – he basically said, let the kid play. Yeah. yeah. In a nutshell – He's, that's that's exactly what he said. What Jake just said. There's, you know, they're giving out waivers like candy, and
1: mm-hmm.
2: you know this kid is he's he's been raked over the coals for two years now.
0: Yeah, you
2: know, just let the kids play.
0: Now, I'm I'm looking I'm looking for his tweet right now so we can kind of get it verbatim. Yeah, he says with the way the NCAA has been giving out waivers, it is amazing how they say no to some and yes to others. Enough already. Help kids hurt, Help kids. Don't hurt them give album men's basketball, Javon Quinterly a waiver to be eligible now. And yeah. most of that tweet was in caps. So, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. that's, you know, like it, you know, some of these guys are, they're kind of over the top and, but you know, like it, like Dick Vitale and, and, and Jay Billis, they're about the players. Yes. That, you know, it's hard it, not to like people that are about the players.
1: Yeah. Yes. And NCAA claims to be about players, but obviously they're not. Well, what i want to know is is
2: what is the reason yeah like how do they how do they make that decision there's no accountability there's no accountability to anybody because they are the authority for collegiate athletics period they yeah. don't answer to anybody not even um you know there, there's they don't have a governing body they are the right. governing body right and what what irks me the most is you know we can't get senators and congressmen to do their job and legislate and govern, but they want to get involved in, in athletics. Well, sometimes that's what it takes, even though I hate it. Sometimes that's what it takes to, to get them to open their eyes and, and do the right thing. Boz had it right in 1986, 1985. He wore that shirt in the orange bowl that said uh, NCAA down one side, and then it had, it said national uh, national communists against athletes, and, th- and nothing's changed. You're and exactly they say right. About the athlete, but they're not.
0: Yeah. You know. Well, I, I could go on and on about the NCAA. There, I can't wait for the day when I, I think there's a day coming when, when, when the big schools, you know, just kind of pull away and, and come up with their own division of, of college athletics, and. I don't. I think it's going to have to take something a little more major to happen. But I, I think the, the the transfer portal, the uh, the the waivers and all these things is now we're going to pay.
2: Now we're going to pay kids. Yeah, yeah. So not only we're not only we're going to allow them to come in and oh, I got my feelings hurt. An- Antonio Alfano. Yep. Uh, now I'm gonna I'm gonna take my 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 uh, talents to the highest bidder. Uh, just oh it.
0: Yeah, it's it it's a joke. It uh, is. I don't know. So, anyways, but I I did want to give a shout out to Nate Oates. And and speaking of Quinn early, I don't know if y'all saw the video that, that the basketball team tweeted out when smashed that Burned. basketball
2: up, and ran yeah, the coach. Yes. Yeah, I mean,
0: that, see, I mean, and one of the probably the most I don't want to say the most, like devastating, but you know, a hard day for for that kid. He was just denied his waiver. But he's still excited for his coach and his team for getting that win. So that that kind of tells me a little bit about Quinterly. You know that he's he's not really about himself. So I, I I really enjoyed seeing that on the video. So I I didn't know if y'all had seen that or not. Yeah, I did. Uh, I, one
2: one good one quip to uh, Team Twenty Four today was National Signing Day for baseball and softball, and Alabama yes. picked up some pretty good players.
1: Yes. Yeah, I, have,
0: uh, I haven't looked at I had not looked at the final list, but I I know uh, Brad Bohannon can recruit, so uh, you know I don't I don't you know have any bad feelings about that. I, I it's kind of like football. I know we're going to get some good players.
2: Yeah, I don't I don't know their names, but he got a kid out of Florida and one out of Tennessee, I think, mm-hmm. that, or maybe Kentucky. That that were like the either the number one or number two players in those states. Uh so, and coming out of Florida for baseball and be the number one state, number one kid in the state, or number two, and you go to Alabama versus Florida—that's that's that's big time. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Brad Bow and he, he's he's doing it up as far as recruiting. So
1: and he said he he said uh, I think he made the comment after the season's over with that he told the university he said my third year will be when when we make make a big jump and this will be his third year. So I believe that he will, he will cut the curve or get, get past the curve and, and uh, we'll, we'll make the playoff or not the SEC championship or SEC, uh, championship whatever it's called. Talking about the
0: tournament? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I'll <laughs> be brain dead for a second. Yeah.
0: It's obviously it's an exciting time for, for athletics at Alabama. You know, the football team's always, uh, you know, up top, the, the, uh, the seems like the basketball programs, both the men's and women, are getting better. And, uh, they went for the win. Uh, yeah. They, uh, they, I know they beat Clemson on the road. Yeah. You, t- Tuesday night. Mm hmm. Yep. So, uh, that, that was a good win for them. And, uh, obviously softball's always in good shape. And, uh, it seems like baseball's turned the corner. So Alabama uh, has
2: one of the best distance runners and in, in, uh, and all of college sports too. The Kiprop kid,
1: mm-hmm. uh, okay. I think
2: he won the SEC championship maybe for the second year in a row, I believe, or top two for two years in a row. And uh, you know, he's one of those guys that 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 comes out of that very large family of Coast guys and Kiprops, and all, they're all related. Okay. Um, and you know, the the Coast guys are big in the uh, in the Army. There's two or three of them that. They run for the world-class athlete program in the Army. And he's like a cousin or something like that. So, yeah, he's a, he's, a, he's quite the
0: stud when it comes to running. Look,
2: look at Danny dropping
0: some track and field Ooh. on the podcast.
2: Hey, man. Hey. Hom- don't, homie, don't play.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey, all right, guys. Hey, Thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, make sure you give all of us a follow on Twitter. Uh, I'm at Blackwood89. I'm at Jake Thomas Tide. <laughs>
2: And I'm at Bama Cards Pack.
0: Yeah, so give give us give us follows or, or not. Don't really care. But, you know, if you want to talk about album athletics, we're, we're always here for that. Follow Definitely our podcast. Definitely follow
2: at tide Talk underscore pod.
0: There you go. Right. He, he took the words right out of my
2: mouth. Let's do some retweets and let's get it rolling, folks.
0: Hey, guys, we appreciate it. Roll Tide. Roll Tide. Roll Tide.